What do you want? Screaming queens. Listen, I am two seconds away from calling the police. Screaming Queens Horror Podcast. What do you want? Screaming Queens Horror Podcast to your death. Something is trying to get inside my body, and you want to sleep with me. Better give me those shoes, they're mine. Give them back to me. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, sniffing jock straps? It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Rubs the lotion on its skin or else gets the hose again. What have you done to its eyes? I see no manhood between your legs. You're going to need death now. <laughs> the living dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Get away from her, you bitch. It was an asylum. And it was hell. 20 years of pure hell. The devil wins sometimes. What's that? Monsters. Welcome to Screaming Queens, the horror podcast with a queer eye view. My name is John Larkin. I'm Stephen Moore. I'm Martin Fennessy. I'm Jonathan Butler. Okay, picture the scene. A gothic, crumbling castle in the middle of nowhere. A fire roars and a giant hearth beneath cobwebbed portraits. Candles flicker on giant ornate candelabras, casting an eerie glow as a terrified family cower around an old wooden table. At the centre of the circle sits a withered old psychic. She clings to the trembling hands of those on either side of her as she attempts to see beyond the veil, reach into the afterlife and make contact with a spirit on the other side. Unbeknownst to the psychic and those desperate to make contact, something much darker and much more malevolent is reaching back across the ether, its gnarled, bony hand about to make its terrifying contact with the living. But this isn't M.R. James. This isn't Hammer. This isn't even an episode of The League of Gentlemen. The fingers of death are toying with the zipper of a horny Italian stud before yanking at the blouse of a pendulous blonde trollop, unleashing giant tits and an onslaught of sexual depravity, exploitation and very dodgy dubbing. This is Euro Sleeves of the highest and lowest order. Say ciao to Malabimba the malicious whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so a few a few episodes ago, you'll remember we discussed Nazi exploitation. We made we, you know we made our first foray into Nazi exploitation with Ilsa Shewolf of the SS. At the same time, in that same decade, the glorious seventies, along with Nazi exploitation, came a little something called non exploitation, and basically most of those films revolved around nuns. In convents in the middle of the Spanish Inquisition in Japan, um, mainly in Italy, um, who were um, repressed sexually and that led to all kinds of perversions, lesbianism, murder, fashioning dildos out of old wooden toys. In 1979, a sexy nun turned up in the middle of Malabimba, the malicious whore. So Malabimba um, isn't actually... Strictly non-exploitation is somewhere in between because it's like Yoros Lee's gothic horror with a non-exploitation threat. It's porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically porn. We watched porn. It was, and it was great. And we loved it. Well, I loved it. Yeah, but, so what did you boys think anyway? Jonathan Butler? Yeah, it was great. It's, I'm, I'm, what more can you say? <laughs> what more can you say about, about it, really? Stephen? I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was absolutely disgusting and brilliant and... <laughs> I think it was fun. Like I just don't think there's anything to say, but it was just a fun little ride. It was fun. I think the fact is it aims so low, but still manages to miss, but then still be a great film. (laughs) (laughs) Speaks volumes. (laughs) What possible objections could anybody have to a film called Malabimba: The Malicious Hole? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) To win it from the way. Exactly. So doesn't Malabimba mean bad girl? Yeah. Or bad little girl. Well, her name yeah. is just Bimba, isn't Bimba. it? And yeah. Mal is just like bad. Italian for bad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So bad so Bimba. Mala movie. So when she gets <laughs> when she gets possessed, she becomes Mala Bimba. Mala Bimba. Bimba. Bad Bimba. Bad Bimba. Like bad Stephen. Yeah. Bad. Bad Stephen. Bad Stephen. Mal Stephen. Mala Stephen. <laughs> Mala Martin sounds good though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Malabimba the Malicious Whore is from nineteen seventy nine and it stars an actress called an actress <clears throat> called Ketel Lynek. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um I don't care. It's her only acting credit. You can't find her anywhere else. It's not uh, it's in not this world. Bimba, is it? Yeah. 
She plays Bimba. It also stars Mariangela Giordano, who's um, a exploitation actress who I really love, who's in a few other films. She's in Giallo a Venezia, and she's in a film called Burial Ground, which is about zombies that come back to life in the middle of like a stately home in the middle of nowhere, where there are two different families, and the couples are both getting it on, much like in this film. And there's a little strange boy. We do have to cover this film. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember the one. Marianne. Is this the one where there's like a 30-year-old man playing yes. a 10-year-old boy? Marianne. I remember this. She plays the mother of this boy. <laughs> and he, is, as Jonathan says, he's at least 30. But he's very diminutive and very, very camp and very, very odd. <laughs> and he plays a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He's like weird odd, not cute, not cute odd. Like, um, he's weird odd. <laughs> he's got like a... Um, he's got like a weird bow He's it? got a weird bow and he's... And a, like a turtleneck. And yeah. Just, and little <laughs> googly eyes. And he's like, he's like if... Um, he's like if Charles Hawtrey was like a sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> So not that's exactly like me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and anyway, so she plays his mom, and she's got this weird relationship with him, and she still breastfeeds him in the film. And then at the end, he turns into a zombie and eats her tit. Fabulous. For those reasons, that reason alone, we need to cover that film eventually. Anyway, she's in that film, and the guy who made that film made Malabimba. Didn't need to strip new for your killer. Yes. Strip new for your killer, which is an, a particular low slash high point in the. I don't movie. believe his name's so. Andrew Weiss. No, no. <laughs> Andrea Bianchi. I think I always think it's a really good sign when we cover a film where the director and some of the cast have fake names. <laughs> <laughs> Mariangela Giordano has different three different names throughout her career. Anyway, and um, but she plays Sister Sophia. She's the nun, and. Yes. She's fabulous, but the whole film belongs to Patrizio Webley, who plays Nice, who is um, Malabimba's auntie. And we'll get to her. Yes. We'll get to her. But I'm, I'm guessing that 90% of this room wants to be her when they go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, um, as we mentioned, well, as I mentioned in the opening, um, Malabimba opens with a bang, doesn't it? It really, like, throws yeah. you right in there. Um, and it opens with a seance in the middle of this crumbling gothic castle in the middle of nowhere. Um, and um, we come in on a very dramatic, overly made-up medium in the middle of this family. <laughs> and um, she's trying to get through to the other side. So Malabimba's mum has just died. Is that right? Her mum, Daniela, has just died, and they're trying to reach Daniela. Hmm. But as usually happens in these situations, they don't make contact with Daniela. They make contact contact with an ancestor of the family called Lucrezia, who is basically a big horny demon. Um, and she she does announce her presence by unzipping someone's fly and pulling someone's tits out. <laughs> and that is literally how this film opens, and you're like, okay. <laughs> now I know where this film's going. Um and then from there on in, it all goes to shit. So the demon tries to um, infiltrate Sophia, the nun. It does make Sophia finger herself a little bit. A little bit. But doesn't get in there. So it goes down the hallway to Malabimba, to Bimba, who's asleep in her bed in mm-hmm. her strangely decorated bedroom, which is like really sparse, apart from like a candelabra and some teddy bears. Yeah, the teddy bears were weird. It's all, yeah. it, weird. It, it's, all, it's all strange right from the beginning with Malabimba. <laughs> yeah. I think before even she gets possessed, all of that sets up strange. She's sort of boy. she's sort of boyish, isn't she? Yeah. And she's sort of meant to look innocent, but then dressed in a baby's own see-through. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get that. She was was not innocent at any point, if you look at that see-through 90 thing. No. The demon goes into Bimba instead and basically turns her into a raving nymphomania. Hmm. What did you say? So, first impressions on the first, on like the opening. As soon as we got the, like, carry-on boobs (laughs) coming out. (laughs) I was just like sold straight away. I was just like that was literally held for about five minutes. So I couldn't breathe. And I was just like that was perfect. <laughs> Any film that opens with a scene like that, I am just there. I'm yeah. there for it all day, every day. Totally. It's one of my favourite moments of the film because you can practically, you can practically see the fishing tackle pulling the front of the dress <laughs> yeah, down. Can... 
Absolutely. It's just, it's just incredible. <laughs> you can definitely see them all the straight. <laughs> <back. laughs> that's, that's what I love. That's what I love. When it's all just getting pulled over and you just see the straight. <laughs> 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 Don't even try and hide it. It's brilliant. Oh god. And those breasts do bounce. They are very pendulous. So good on it. They do bounce. Like there's bounce, a, a bounce. lot of movements going on. <laughs> Yeah. How many takes do you have to do to get that? I don't know if it was just, just one. I, I feel like her yeah. tits are professional. They know <laughs> just what they're one. doing. <laughs> Move on. They're one take tits. Yeah, <laughs> she's done that before. <laughs> she was in Salon Kitty as well. Yeah. yeah. So I, when I was looking, I was doing research on it. She's in Salon Kitty. So I actually, after I got the Blu-ray back a few today, I zipped through Salon Kitty to see where I could see it. And I think she's just in the background. I think she's basically one of the girls who when works in Salon Kitty. Um, which is no surprise. No. Really. Um, can I just say the two minutes into this film the medium screams get out of my body mm-hmm. and that's the last time anyone will say that in the film <laughs> <laughs> nobody will ever ever say that again no. <laughs> nobody will object to anything going into no. their body ever and I was trying to think about how I would sell this film to someone and I did think it's just like The Exorcist meets Emmanuel <laughs> and didn't you have the similar notes Stephen? yeah uh, well actually it was Terry you said it reminded him of when he used to watch Emmanuel films when he was younger. And it was very strange moments in his life. <laughs> I used to watch them when I was younger. They were like, how old's Terry? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You've been with him for 14 years. <laughs> I don't know, he's like dead and gay. He's just got a, like 30 something. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> well, he probably had a similar experience to me where when the only sort of porn that you saw on telly was softcore Emmanuel films that were on like really late on Sky Movies. Yeah, I just used to watch those like things on Challenge TV and it was like when you could like Brits go on holiday and like the Euro sleaze things and stuff. Oh, like Euro Trash. Euro Trash and stuff like that. That's what I watched. Yeah. No weird Emmanuel films. And Euro Trash wasn't weird. I know. Emmanuel was like bland compared yeah. to the stuff on Euro Trash. The medium at one point screams out at the family, perverts, hypocrites, sluts. Mm. And I thought, well, that's just my family and friends. I mean, that's just in this room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd aspire to be. Yes, yes. Um, how does it grab you on like, the opening? That, that's a strong opening, isn't it, really? <laughs> that That's a, a statement of uh, what the film's about it to be. It really is, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Totally. I mean, it doesn't blow its load in the first scene either, so <laughs> it still continued to impress and shock me from the beginning. Yeah. Sometimes I think a film can go a little bit too... This is all logic. So much as that was a fabulous opening, it does just keep building and building and building. There are more craziness. Like, there's more joy to be had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the demon goes off after Sister Sophia. So this scene where she, um, where she's pinned against the wall and it's making a finger herself mm. and all this. So the actress um, was actually when they were making the film, she tells a quite a convoluted story about um, the hair makeup. My hair and makeup person, this guy, was like really dramatic, over-the-top guy who was ill with something and she thinks it was epilepsy. This is all lost in translation, I'm sure. <laughs> she thinks it was, it was epilepsy and he didn't have his meds and he was having a really bad time. So, this is how she tells the story. So, she ran from the room that she was getting ready in to help him and didn't dry her hair. So, she had wet hair. The castle was really cold. So, she caught something while she was making the film. This is how she got ill. So, she ends up really ill. So basically, the long and the short of it is this scene where she's terrified against the world, she was running a fever of 106. Wow. So she manages to act terrified, violated and turned on whilst running a fever of 106. I say give that woman an Oscar. Yes. She did really well there. Probably wouldn't even know what was happening to you if you had a temperature of 106. <laughs> <laughs> What's the excuse for the rest of the cast? Well, <laughs> they wanted to get paid. Yeah. I was running a fever. I didn't know I was dressed as a nun and I was thinking of myself. <laughs> it's an excuse we've all used. Yeah, definitely. So she... <laughs> so I can't get into her, so it goes after Malabimba. And I do love the fact that whilst the demon is sort of going in on Malabimba, they use one of those flippy dogs as like a point of... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she got one of those toy dogs from years ago that barks and flips itself over. Because it's, it's, when I saw that, I was like, okay, it's... The, the toys are there to convince you that this person's a child. This person that's clearly in the mid twenties is like fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> it's like 
Put us in that convincing book. Yeah. That's what it's there for, I suppose, isn't it? I wonder if she's even meant to be 15. I wonder if she's actually meant to be 12. She's actually she's 20, 16. She's 16. Oh, she's 16. Yeah. Gone. Yeah, I only got this from the third view. <laughs> There's a line <laughs> where he says, she is 16. <laughs> Which I think was probably added in by legal. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you don't play it as a 16, no 16-year-old. I know she is, like, far too sexual for the 16-year-old as well, but no 16-year-old behaves that childish like it was deliberately childish yeah I mean they do I mean they do say so the next scene after Malgrimby gets possessed we see it at, like out in the gardens and stuff <laughs> she gets harassed by a shaking bush <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then when she looks there are snakes in her bush yeah it's so like everything's so frozen, just on the nose <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so while she's out there in the, ca- in the castle gardens the dad so her dad is Andrea and her grandmother I look on down at it and he does say like she's younger than he is we've kept it we've kept her sort of costative for too long so mm. I think that sort of goes some way to I can't believe I'm explaining the <laughs> logic behind Malabimba that but, makes sense so why she, the characters the way she is it just adds to the strangeness of the and how we're meant to find that taxi yeah as well you know when you start unpicking all this it's yeah. a bit like oh and she is very boyish like tomboyish for him for like one of the main sex symbols in something so sexy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They remade it a few years ago with a like blonde girl with bigger tits and long blonde hair and a bit more baby dollish. It was called Satan's Baby Doll the remake, but it's not very good. The weird thing for me with her was that one minute she'd be like really sexual and she was like looking all seductive, and the next second she does this weird look, snarls everything. I'm like, is this still meant to be turning me on? Because I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Is this my homosexuality preventing me from understanding this? It's your protective force field. <laughs> your pink protective force field. Um, so the dad, Andrea, he actually says, we've never, we've never let her go further than the castle gardens. She may grow up to be unsufferable. <laughs> <laughs> Full of complexes. Um, so we find out in this early scene that so the, the Caroli family, they own the castle. They're landed sort of gentry type people, but they've fallen on hard times. So they cut. So this is the attempt at a plot. They can't make the payments, um, but the mother, who is uh, the matriarch, the grandmother, she's sort of like a twin set and pearls sort of person. She's all buttoned up. She's living in the past, and she refuses to admit defeat. She refuses to admit that they're running out of money. And Adolfo, who's the crippled brother, who's wasting away with some sort of. So has he has a stroke, or it's not really very clear, is it? It's just it's a sort of like yeah. he's just wasting so away. Sort of, yeah. So he's got a ton of money, but they can't access that money because his slutty wife, Nias, the icon, yeah. has got dibs on that money. So the grandmother thinks that Andrea should actually marry Nias so they keep the money in the family. Because I think they think Aldolfo's probably going to pop his clock soon. Not long for this world, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little do they know. Yeah. Pop <laughs> He does pop something. Yeah. <laughs> So while they're having this conversation, um, Nias actually comes and slinks into the room in like a... a leopard number. Yeah. Off, the, off the shoulder leopard print. It's just like stunning. Fabulous. And she listens as um, he's as Andrea says, um, she's all right for Adolfo. He's always loved low-grade sluts. <laughs> <laughs> and she literally just says, did someone call for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, it is, but then she, sorry. She, does, she does have the line straight after that, doesn't it, where she says, um, all, all, all women are whores. Yeah, yeah, she does. She doesn't take it, so she, yeah, she responds to it, but she just actually from very quickly she doesn't take any shit from the does she? Because no. she gives it back to them and she says, really does. You might not want me, but you're not going to get me anyway. Yeah, I think what's quite fabulous is like the fact that they've gone with a possession storyline to justify why one of the characters is a slut. But she needs no justification. <laughs> she just a slut. Like she is completely in control. Oh, like she like, owns it. Throughout this, Nias is just who she is, and she's she's unapologetic. Yeah, no shame. And she jokes that the night before at the séance, this demon called her a whore, and she says she said I'm a whore, and she was absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying this in English, but everything in this film is in Italian, and I was worried that I wouldn't be able to throw in some sound clips from the film because it's all in Italian. However, the dubbing of it is so dramatic and sort of over the top and sexual that I will actually throw a tip into the dialogue into this. Because you'll enjoy it anyway. The moans and stuff over the top, the dubbing of the moans do not connect in any way, shape or form to what's on screen. There is no one making those moans. Yeah. I haven't screen ever. 
No, that's true. <laughs> Which, considering they are constantly having sex, nobody looks like they're moaning, but it's constantly just us going to yeah. moan them. But it's, it's not too. Come on, do it. Give us a moan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've gone shy all of a sudden. Oh, uh, <laughs> Um, so the first manifestation of the evil spirits within Malbimba comes out at dinner that night so they're sitting around and grandmother says to her why don't you have some soup <laughs> I always had soup when I was your age and Bimba, Malabimba's response as the demon is when you were my age you were, you were already fucking all your father's friends <laughs> before grabbing the butler's cock dovresti mangiare un po' di minestra stasera è buonissima alla tua età io ne mangiavo tre piatti Alla mia età stavi già scopandoti uno per uno tutti gli amici di tuo padre. Vero, nonnina? Cosa hai detto? Bimba, come ti permetti? Io dico quello che voglio. Non rompere il cazzo, chiaro? Chiedi immediatamente scusa alla nonna. No. Ma, signorina, la prego, mi farà cadere il vassoio. E tu con questo, quando la smetterai di sbatterti, Maria? Maiale. Basta, bimba! So obviously she's got sent to her room. <laughs> I loved Nias's reaction to her calling the Grana Slot yeah. and saying that because she like giggles and she, turns away and I was just like Yeah. Perfect. I also yeah. think you know I'm saying to nagging you, saying, Well when I was your age, I drunk I ate yeah. soup. Mm-hmm. Like that's gonna solve everything. You said of course your reaction is gonna be some variation of Fuck off, even if it's in your head. Yeah, definitely. What? <laughs> you didn't make any sense. I, said, I don't think I've ever turned around to me now and then said to me, like, yeah, well, you were just fucking you. <laughs> even if she was trying to force soup on me. <laughs> it's not my go-to reaction, to be honest. Not out loud. No. <laughs> you can't even force soup on you. It's just nonsense. What What purpose does the forcing soup... I mean, I used to... So Nias gets the blame, doesn't she? Immediately they all sort of look at Nias's way and they're like, You're a bad influence mm-hmm. on that girl. And she knows what they're thinking, doesn't she? She's like, you think it's all down to me because I'm not like all of you. And she sort of kicks off on them there, doesn't she? And and tells them all the fortune. She's like, you know, you all think that you're so high and mighty because you're rich and you do everything properly, but you're actually all just repressed and hypocrites, just like the demon said. Um, and, you know, I might be a whore, but this whore likes to tell the truth. <laughs> and also she hates noise eaters because she tells uh, the lawyer to stop eating that pig. Yeah, yeah. she hates for that. <laughs> there's nothing, there's, she, she, she can't do any wrong. She can't. Don't they kind of imply that they need their money or is it Adolfo? Because is, aren't they trying to, trying to convince Andrea to marry her for their money or something? Mm. Well, yeah, because so she's married to Adolfo and so they've got that, so she's legally entitled to his money. Yeah, but because okay. he's like, Wasting away with unspecified venereal disease, probably that he caught from her. Um, they can't get the money off him to save their fortune, save their castle, and all oh, that. So it. they're like, "You need to marry her." Um, none of which, I, none of any of it, makes any sense because <laughs> because if that was the case, then the film should be about him trying to woo her. But it's the other way around. She yeah. ends up chasing him for some reason. She's not interested, and then she's seducing him. And then, you know... Yeah, because he's not interested as she, she comes yeah. into his bedroom. <laughs> and I, well, isn't it like she's buying him? She isn't a whore. She's... A punter. <laughs> punter, that's the word I'm looking for. The John. None of it actually matters because tits. Yeah, tits. Big, hairy, 70s muff. So meanwhile, upstairs, Malabimba is trying to honour the nun. Oh, and she groups her tits. And then spits on her, which is a bit, mm. a bit weird. <laughs> Some people, some, people, some, people, some, people, some people are into that, but I wouldn't have thought the nun would be into that. Yeah. It's a bit rich. It's always count. Spitting on a nun. <laughs> How's I that? Reckon, water. <laughs> I reckon there's probably websites that go into that. Like, yeah. There'll definitely be a website for you to go into that. Spitting on nuns. Nunspitter. Nunspitter.org. Um, so then um, we go so yeah so we move from there to, so Nias is trying to seduce Andrea isn't she she slinks into his room and goes ciao <laughs> before starting to like undo her robe and she's got this lingerie on hasn't she and it's it's really like it's just pornographic yeah it it's, shows everything it shows everything and I'm not going to lie she turns me on 
She's in the scene. She's hot. She really turns me on. She gets me going. And she undoes like the bra in the middle and yeah. just but leaves it on, but just like open slowly. Because yeah. like, it says you need to cover your legs, doesn't she? <laughs> and she says, What about my breasts? <laughs> 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 it's just genius and I love that it it feels like she was gonna do um, Basic Instinct the like the cross I thought she was gonna do uh, like something similar to that yeah but she just kind of uncrosses her legs and leaves and them alone <laughs> just just leaves them. she's basically just spreading the legs isn't she and leaving them there to dry <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile Malabimba has stepped out of her bedroom in a baby doll nightie that's <laughs> see-through. And by all accounts, by the way... The Why would a 16-year-old even have that? <laughs> exactly. exactly. And she's never left the house, which means somebody has bought, bought it for her. Yeah, yeah. It's very hot in <laughs> <Yeah>. reality. <laughs> yeah. when they filmed this film, because everybody was freezing. So can you imagine how cold she was outside in that baby doll nightie? Actually, you can tell by her nipples. <laughs> Um, so Malabimba watches through the window but um, Nias' seduction of Andrea fails the first time around and she doesn't turn him on so he tells her to take her whiskey and leave so oh, just going back she comes around asking for sleeping pills or headache pills mm-hmm. is it painkillers? painkillers yeah. and he's like I've got no painkillers and she's like okay just give me a whiskey so she takes a whiskey and goes shuts, shuts her legs shuts her robe and goes off cackling and she says your eyes are full of my body if you get aroused alone in bed try not to masturbate <laughs> <laughs> and then off she goes so then she goes off to the lawyer is that who he is I, I, I don't I didn't really I couldn't tell who he was I, supposed no, to be his character was just kind of evading just me just a random I was like, guy that's there so yeah he can... he's Adolfo's lawyer because they do say when they're talking about money situations, they yeah. say to ask him. Ah. So he's I know like they just tell him to get to fuck at the end, don't they? But it's yeah. like, he's he just jealous <laughs> as well. <laughs> but yeah, I just couldn't figure him out. The loose plot was very loose around this. Yes, well, it's about to get looser because she uh, goes around him for some slap and tickle, quite literally. Uh, he likes to slap her about. Yeah. She loves being slapped about. I was going to say, that's just one of my notes is, oh, we start slapping her about, but... Just you know, that just gets her in the mood more. <laughs> well, you know, they love a bit of misogyny, don't they? Those Italians. But uh, it wasn't quite clear at first whether she wasn't doing it. Like it took me a while to think, like, is he beating her up or is this foreplay? I don't get it. And then I was like, it's foreplay. Yeah, because no matter what happens, you realise she's actually in control of the situation. Yeah. And then they roll around on the rug. Malabimba watches while she has a little flick of her little bean. Um, and then um, he comes too soon, and she says. Your virility is already gone. Now all that's left is for you to suffer my nails. Oh, she calls me drip. <laughs> You're a drip. You're a drip. <laughs> suffer my nails, and then she rakes his back with her nails, which I love. He's got a very pit bottom as well. I was going to say, the version I watched had some random hardcore sex scenes. Oh, so yeah, so Jonathan. <laughs> so, funny story, guys. <laughs> um, I've got a copy on DVD, which I was, which I bought <laughs> thinking it was the uncut version, um, but it's not. Um, so we then took a long time to source the full version which Jonathan Butler has watched yeah because you've watched my DVD haven't you yeah I've watched the DVD Martin's watched my DVD so you've watched the uncut yeah so is it hardcore yeah yeah it's pretty, well yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's not there's not much really it's just a few seconds in like put in, in inserted in, in <laughs> Yeah, I think he's just obviously trying to cash in on that scene at the minute, at mm. the time. Like, didn't, doesn't, doesn't add into the story. I saw an interview with Franco Villar, who's the cinematographer, and he says that uh, back in those days, a lot of the cinemas that they sold these films to would only show hardcore films. So because of that, to get them shown, either the filmmaker would source hardcore material and just drop it into the film. Yeah. Or sometimes the cinemas did. So the people, so their projectionists from the cinemas would cut bits of pornos out and put it into these films so that people coming to see the film wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah, you could tell it wasn't, it was not the same people because that, that guy just got like, he's just pulled his pants down, but he's got his pants on and then when you see the actual hardcore scenes, it's just two naked people. Right, okay. So it's just, it is just totally random yeah. scenes from another film dropped in there. But for something that wasn't, like in our version wasn't hardcore. Uh, 
I don't think I've ever seen quite that much close upness. So. I think yeah, but I there's think quite it, a lot of it, it, it borders, doesn't it? Because yeah. so she then says, "I want to come to you, bastard. Give me your hand," and takes his hand and makes it makes him finger. I'm twiddling my fingers over the microphone, <laughs> um, and that's quite close up, isn't it? And he's yeah. doing it. Yeah, you can physically see. Yeah. Hands going Things through the bushroom. Yeah. yeah. The gammon is being prodded. Yeah, it's not <laughs> um, oh. It's not fake. I always thought when I watched Lux One that, that was the most fingering I'd ever seen in one film, but I think this definitely took the biscuit oh, yeah. by quite a fair bit. Yeah. My fingering quota has gone up. <laughs> <laughs> Malabimba watches them and then nips, nips back to her bedroom to molest her teddy bear. Although we do miss it, we haven't got a good line here. Where he's okay. finished, he says, you're the best whore in the world. How does she respond to that? <laughs> I think she's probably pleased. She's like flipping it, dust off her shoulder. <laughs> I am sorry, but we're also skipping over the fact that there's a weird... This is the first time I noticed it fully, but in this film there's a really weird thing about during sex scenes. They focus on random stuffed animals. So they're, they're having sex on a polar bear rug. Oh, and yeah. They yeah. zoom in. Zoom in on the bear's face. On the bear's yeah. face. Oh, and so then weird. they pull out. And you're watching her getting fingered. But all I could look at was the fucking polar bear staring at me. And I was like, <laughs> if you were actually watching this to get off, that would really put me off. <laughs> it's the polar bear's mouth open as yeah. well. So it's almost like the polar bear's having an orgasm at the same time as everybody else. Or shocked. All worked up. Malabimba goes back to the bedroom to molest her teddy bear. Can we discuss the teddy bear yeah, scene, please? She stabs it. She stabs it in the dick, basically, doesn't she? Well, eventually, yeah. yeah. But first, she like rubs it on a yeah, yeah, clunge. I like bears. I'm into bears as well. <laughs> I, I completely agree. <laughs> well, I think yeah, yeah. I well, that's what but, I do. <laughs> but your bears won't go in the washing machine. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really work, though, does it? Because there's not there's nothing to get any purchase on really. Is it on the bear? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the bear, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> on this teddy bear. The teddy bear. <laughs> That's why she does some nice little modifications. So is that why? Yeah, uh, she puts sticks of candle in it. She, so she, first though, she uses the scissors, doesn't she? And cuts out like his little innards in between yeah. his legs and then shoves a candle in there instead and then leaves it for her family to find. Is the grandmother finds. <laughs> but like, I love how horrified the whole family are, but Nias is like, no, we've all been there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's a like, something like, do I not make it such a fuss? So then the dad goes to have a word with her mm. and the line is crossed. I'm surprised he never went all the way to be fair. Well, I think that there's a bit of an uncomfortable moment's hesitation from him before he backs away. Oh, yeah, mm. definitely. Because Malabimba basically says to him, doesn't she, I love you, Daddy. Uh, let me prove it to you with a kiss. And then she snogs her dad. But she's sort of... He's got his lips closed and she's got her tongue out and she's just licking his lips. Mm. But he just sort of stands there and lets it happen for a minute. But I think, yeah, it's not until she grabs a dick that he goes, whoa, this is too yeah, much. Yeah, <laughs> The snog was fine, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like coming on to Daddy's as well, so once again, I really... <laughs> <laughs> We're seeing the story of Stephen's life, are we? Yeah. Me and Bimba go way back. <laughs> so I don't know whether it was just a version I watched, but um, there was a lot of scenes where the quality dropped as well. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. in um, other things that we've watched. Yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Nights. Yeah. And it was like really bad, like <laughs> like VHS. It is quality. like VHS. Yeah, oh, cool. I've got that version as well, and I find that a lot of the stuff they cut, you're just like, well, why did you cut this? Yeah. I think it's just for time. Because I think one of the scenes where she sees a bush shaking, I think one of, one of those is... It looks like it's been a cut scene. Yeah. It's like, what this? Yeah. Why did you, why did you cut this out? That's but also, true. why would you film it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why did you make it? <laughs> yeah. In the first place. Oh dear. So, not to be put off, Malabimba then um, invades a family party. So it's a posh, posh family party, isn't it? It's very posh. <laughs> no, this is the exorcist. This is the exorcist scene, yes. And my, by far my favourite scene in this film. This is possibly the highlight of motion picture history <laughs> yes <laughs> where Malcolm <Malcolm-Bow> rushes <laughs> over to the fireplace gets everyone's attention and then lifts up her dress exposing her fanny <laughs> to her and grandmother tits. and her tits well, it does take a nan a, a, quite a, a few seconds <laughs> to react they look yeah. and then everyone's shocked and then the nan about five seconds goes Ooh. But did you notice? I love that shot of the nan through Malabimba's legs from yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so you can see the top you can see the bottom of Gip Bimba's Lips <laughs> <laughs> and her grandmother looking on in horror. She shouts, "Bimba, get dressed immediately!" <laughs> <laughs> 
it's just the way it's done is just hilarious. <laughs> I was crying for about five minutes. And I think this is the point where um, Teddy turned around and said, this is just porn and smut. You are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Our work here is done. <laughs> yeah. How was Terry up until this point? So this is so Stephen watched this with his boyfriend, didn't you? Oh, he just he just kept going tutting and looking down at the face. And he's like, "What is this? What are you making me watch? Why have I got to watch this?" <laughs> I was like, "I was like, you love it. Shut up. It's got a good ending." He just didn't seem to get on board like I was. I can't understand why. Is he a Catholic? I was thinking about Catholics actually watching this film, and I was thinking about the non-exploitation genre in general. And I was thinking, if you look at the list of the films that were made, a lot of them were actually made in Japan. Mm. But um, I think the majority of them is Ita- are Italian. And I was thinking, it does make sense, doesn't it, for like, such a heavily Catholic country yeah. that one of their biggest uh, subgenres of like, you know, uh, like a taboo type of film would be about nuns. Yeah. And I wonder if they had to do it in, to actually make them in Japan rather than Italy because there's some sort of heresy law mm. that they could show the film that they could make the film maybe I don't, yeah I, I, I don't know enough about it really t- to say um, need to do a bit more reading up on it but there is a there is a great looking I've only seen half of it Japanese non-exploitation film um, The Beast something The Beast School isn't it something like that something School of the Holy Beast or something like that which we need to do so we can read up more on non-exploitation when we get to that um, Bimba get dressed immediately and then after that so the doctor comes over and he's like oh it's just puberty it's typical in puberty it's typical in puberty completely typical yeah, yeah. yeah. we've all exposed ourselves when we hit puberty exactly. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I'd trust that doctor if I'm honest I'd, I'd be getting a second opinion I would be getting a second opinion <laughs> but this is the point and where the doctor says she's 16 right and looks the camera with a wink. Yeah, <laughs> you'd maybe be you'd maybe be ushering Bimba away from the doctor for legal and reasons. Says, yeah, for legal reasons. She's sixteen. Yeah. yeah. So it's after Fanny Gates that um, Nias then goes and tries to seduce Andre again. When he's in the shower. He's in the shower. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that bit's cut. That bit's one of the grainy bits, isn't it? Yeah. Because I watched the young, I watched the cut version today because I was in a rush and that wasn't in there. Yeah. Um. She has another girl to juice in him. He plays hard to get again, which I can't understand why, because like, she's sitting on a wad of his family money. <laughs> <laughs> sitting on a wad. <laughs> I think they're trying to be, give him some kind of moralistic outlook on life, but like, why, when the rest of your film has no morals, why are you trying to make one of your characters have morals? And also, we know he's got morals, because he stops his daughter from taking his day. Yeah. He didn't bang his own daughter, he's... He's a saint. He's alright. So then the bar, the bars are pretty low. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it really is. So then, um, this time it works, doesn't it? She seduces him this time. They have sex. Malibin watches. um, That's weird in itself. She's watching her dad. Yeah. Well, not compared to what she does next. Well. So inspired by watching her dad and her auntie have sex, she decides to go and suck off her dying uncle. <laughs> it sounds like a it? it sounds like twist that is because it is because he's also mute he's mute and paraplegic paraplegic vulnerable and um, she essentially is raping her oh he looks like he's enjoying it until he dies until he dies <laughs> and then yeah spoiler spoiler she sucks him to death he he Comes and goes. <laughs> oh, God. So essentially, she only does filthy things when she's watched adults do it. That's very true. So is is it that she's is the, the moral whole, message? If you're going to say here, <laughs> yeah, is the moral message is it about is is it to do with her being a malicious whore? Is she under the under, under the influence was she actually morally depraved or is she just corrupted by those around exactly nature versus nature Stephen yes it's that age old argument versus demon <laughs> possession demon, demon, demon yeah, possession. teddy bear and my favourite was not the blowjob though I like when she just starts giving him a tit wank <laughs> yeah that's less dodgy isn't it just give your uncle a tit wank <laughs> <laughs> I just I just think 
I don't know if it's the expression or the actual idea <laughs> of it, but whenever the way t- like titwank gets brought up or is in anything, it just makes me laugh and it really <laughs> <laughs> tickles me. <laughs> I just think it looks like such a fun idea. <laughs> Does it make you want tits? Yeah, it's just... Yeah. If I think it's the novelty of it. <laughs> Did find the music in this quite, scene was quite tense for a, for a blowjob scene. <laughs> <laughs> is it the most tense music you've ever seen in a blowjob scene? Almost definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll have to watch more to see if we can get some more tense music. Exactly. Exactly. Wasn't there a bit of Motown and Carrie where she's... Oh, Billy... <laughs> I think that might have turned on in that scene. It's, that's the ventriloquism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of ventriloquism again. Yes. Yeah. So, sucks him, he dies. The uh, and then, Sophia yeah. comes in and interrupts. Yeah, Sister Sophia comes in. She says, Bimba, what have you done? Um, I don't get why she covers up for it. How would you want to have that conversation? <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Go in and tell your boss, well, I saw your daughter sucking your brother's dick and but then he did. died. Boss, like, why was the nun there? Is she? So, she is the nurse. She is Adolfo's nurse. She's just like the house nun. Everyone house has a house nun. nun <laughs> like a house nun. I would really like a house nun, if I'm honest. <laughs> Anyone want to apply? If you would like to apply to be my house nun, I promise you won't get possessed by any demons. You won't have to strip. Um, but if you're more malicious of a whore, you know, the better. Yeah, malicious whores are welcome. <laughs> then please do get in touch. Tweet me at Johnny Lock. <laughs> Thanks, sis. <laughs> so maybe that explains why she doesn't tell. Because if she's Adolfo's nurse... She's going to get in a shitload of trouble. <laughs> yeah. 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 She does say, actually, she says afterwards in the next scene, she says, now that Adolfo's gone, I would like to dedicate my life to looking after Bim, but I'm, I'm putting on the right path. Mm-hmm. So I think that she's thinking I can fix this girl. Yeah, I keep my job. Yeah. <laughs> and I can keep a job, yeah. The next scene is... Just when you thought Bimba couldn't go any further with her toys. So do tell oh, us. Oh, no, yeah. no, she didn't. Oh, no, she didn't. She went there. Oh, dear. <laughs> she uses a teddy... I didn't get why it was Santa Claus. I thought it was it's, just an gnome. It's like a gnome, but it's like red and white, like Father Christmas, yeah, isn't it? But so? I thought all gnomes are red and white hats. I, well, I thought it was a Father Christmas at first, and then the more you saw it go into a vagina, I realised it was a gnome. She uses the hook... Yes, of the cave of the hat to yeah. like penetrate us all. Well, it's got yeah. like a little bobble on the bobble end as well. Yeah. Inventive reuse, recycle. Resourceful. <laughs> yes. Resourceful. Do you know my nan her whole garden is covered in gnomes? <laughs> so if we ever want to <laughs> see what the fuss is about, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're poor, nan. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I'm sure that's why they're there. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss of the Mirror as well, yeah. which is a bit unusual. No, it's not. This is when I really started to relate once again. <laughs> well, yeah. well kissing the mirror and rubbing your tits against Yeah, tits I would against totally do that. Also, did anyone notice that you, you could see her breath when she was on the mirror from, her, from yeah, her face? Um, but the, you could see her breath from my, her face. I have a note. She now. left a snail child. My notice. Uh, ste- steamy muff. Steamy muff. Oh. So she must have breathed through her vagina onto that mirror. That's quite talent. <laughs> Maybe it's a demonic thing. <laughs> Maybe. The demonic breathing vagina. I imagine all vaginas are just like that. They're just very breathe. scary. <laughs> breathing demonic things. <laughs> breathing demonic things. Wow. <laughs> After that, we have Bimba forcing Sister Sophia. Is this right? Sister mm-hmm. Sophia to watch. Yeah. Whilst... I don't think she really forced it. She sort of... She sort of Doors, gently persuaded. Yeah. Yeah, gently persuaded. Yeah. And then I love that scene. I love where, where Nice is riding Andrea and it's like bathed in candlelight and Nice is just like flicking her hair backwards and forwards. And I do I do honestly think that if I was a woman, that's how I would have sex all the time. Yes. With a big mane of hair flicked back and forth. It's pretty fucked up. It's a 16 year old girl corrupting a nun, making her watch her dad shag her auntie. During the course of this podcast, I'm suddenly feeling really quite. Filthy, I haven't watched this <laughs> <laughs> In a whole way, I didn't realise that I would. 
connoisseurs of Euro sleaze and Euro trash exploitation films ha- like hold this up as one of the best, I which it obviously is. means one of the worst. worst. <laughs> and if it does make you sort of feel like you want to have a shower afterwards, but also like you want to go on holiday to Royal <laughs> <Okay. Italy. laughs> Look, just like, that castle's amazing. What I don't get about Euro sleaze and like this film in general, I don't, I couldn't understand watching it. From a serious point of view, I love it because it's trashy and hilarious and it's funny and it's just deplorable in every way. And that's great and that's fun. Yeah. I don't... I couldn't imagine going to see it seriously. <laughs> like, like back then when it came out. Yeah, like just going to see this in the theatre. I don't think it was ever pitched... Uh, would you say it would have ever been pitched as a serious straight, film? Like or straight. it was more just... it was, But it was pitched as porn. Yeah, so you, you, you wouldn't go and watch a, a dirty film thinking, right, I'm going to study this for the cinematography and the... the but, so, yeah. The subplot. The subplot. So is it just meant to be, like, to you know, like... Yeah, it would have been shown would they just like, at, like, the, the porn of theatres and stuff at the time. Yeah, so you just go and watch it now. It's a bit more of a... It's a, it's a yeah. more... Um, more attention has been, been paid to the script and the storyline. But essentially it's the same basis as porn, you just have a framework that gives you an excuse to get tits and have yeah. sex. So it's slightly classy porn. Well, it's porn played to a main, uh, slightly more mainstream audience, mm. isn't it? You don't have to Like the Emmanuel bad. films. Yeah. And the 70s was the big, and early 80s was the big time for those types of films, wasn't it? They were really popular. I'm working my way through the Black Emmanuel series at the moment, and it is sublime. That's <laughs> what I'm going to say. I just discovered today they did an unsploitation. <laughs> Sister Black Emmanuel. <laughs> so the point of the film is the sex. Yeah. Is the sex and the naked bodies not the yeah. not the horror. But, but the really horror's there for them to be able to say this is a horror film, mm. not I think horror it's film. because I'm not seeing it as sexy, I just see it as funny. I think that's where the disconnect is for me. Yeah. Like, I couldn't imagine going to see it but thinking, oh, this is really hot. Like, mm. ding, 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 ding. But I also don't think that's a disconnect. I think you're seeing it the right way, really. Mm. I think I think you're getting something out of it. You're getting the comedy out of it. Whether yeah. it was whether it was uh, intentional or not is another story. But you know what I mean? I don't think there is a disconnect. I think you are connecting with it. Just oh, no, no, did I? I'm just saying I couldn't imagine connecting with the way I think it was meant to connect. Yeah. At the source. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if you think back to when you were a teenager and horny all the time, or last week when you were horny all the time, yeah. um, the slightest little thing sort of yeah. would get you off, wouldn't it? So that's that's the kind of people this was aimed at. Yeah, yeah if you saw this when you were 13 or 14. Yeah. yeah. Maybe there's more penis. More penis. I'm more of a bum man myself. I like all the bums in this film. I don't think I'd say it. It's like... No, to nice if she turned her attention to Well, no, I've got to say, I don't think I'd have much of a choice. <laughs> I think I'd have to. Uh, I certainly would. I'd go there. Mm-hmm. Would you go there, John? Yeah. Patricia Webley. I had a wee. Ah, we've all bonded over it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Go on. When I, I was watching this, I had this weird. She reminded me of someone, I couldn't work out who it was, and then when I realised who it was, it's. Um, is it Claire Richards from Steps? <laughs> <laughs> That's who she looks like. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's what she looks like. Yeah. Because I was looking at the picture and then I was like, that is it. I reckon if you squinted. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you got a thing for Claire from Steps? <laughs> I, I don't, but if, if one did, you know. She always irritated me, that voice. Philly Boots. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't look like H from Steps. <laughs> yeah. But maybe Claire from Steps could reinvigorate her career by moving into Italian sexploitation <laughs> horror films. Claire Richards, the non-exploitation star. Yeah. It's not just me, though. Do, do you know what I, I mean? See, I do see yeah. what I mean, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. A different anyway. shade of blue movie. I'm <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of one. It's a crap, really. <laughs> Yeah, so it did put a different uh, different spin on the film for me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it did all these pop songs, what you do? Oh, God. Um, go on. This is the bit when she's having sex and 
there's a bimba turns around and goes, it's all inside here. Yeah. That was kind of very sexual. Like, very dirty, isn't it? <laughs> very, very dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that. That was a, a nice little touch. <laughs> yeah. So Malabimba, the possessed whore, is now try- she's actively just trying to seduce the nun, isn't she? She wants yeah. to turn it on, get her juices flowing, and and get it in bed. So she does, and she takes it. She says, "Come to bed with me. Look after me, and all this, and seduces her and stuff." And then basically we get our girl on nun action, which I imagine the demographic this film was aimed at were building up to seeing this scene for the whole film. They were like, "Yes, finally." Gale on non-action. And then, essentially, um, Malabimba fists the demon into the nun. <laughs> That's what happens, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, like, first of all, let's, <laughs> let's rewind back before we get to the I'm, fisting. I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> <must> say that. <laughs> I know you like to go there, Jonathan, but let's go back. Um, okay. I'm sure that a 90% of possessions actually happen. Fistum. God. <laughs> Be fucked in Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Berlin in three weeks, don't tell me that. The hell again. <laughs> Go on. I like the seduction um, techniques where she, when she just casually asks her to take the veil and the cap off and the nun kind of looks very innocent like oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah. like that's that's fun and like yeah. innocent and I'm like bitch you don't know what's coming mm. or you do know what's coming and you want it yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, I think how can you not know what's yeah. coming somebody gets you alone in a bedroom and says asks you to take off ice and clothing you immediately know something <laughs> something's on the car and then for the most unrealistic part of this entire film she takes off the veil and hood and her hair just flows out perfect oh, and I call bullshit she looks beautiful though doesn't she yeah she looks fabulous but I call bullshit but nuns wouldn't have that hair no uh, no they wouldn't or the, well, the makeup <laughs> 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 the lipstick the yeah. <laughs> the rouge the rouge <laughs> lesbian action fisting demon so then finally the demon has got what it wanted it's in Sister Sophia so she does the only logical thing and runs up to the battlements and throws herself off and we come to the splattery ending of the film the happy finish there's a great dummy it's a great dummy it's incredible it's a great dummy Finalmente sono dentro di te. Faccio parte del tuo sangue, del tuo respiro. È come se tu fossi nata in questo attimo stesso. Tutto di te mi appartiene. Mente, anima, corpo. Io t'ho dato la conoscenza. Ed ora tu sai che cos'è l'amore. Lo struggente languore dei sensi. Il piacere sottile dell'estasi, la gioia sfrenata del godimento. Non potrai più liberarti di me finché sarai in vita. Ciao, papà. Ciao. Come stai? Bene. Sei uno splendore oggi. (ride) Fatti vedere. Senti, qualcuno mi ha rotto l'orsacchiotto. Lo puoi far riparare? Ci sono tanto affezionata. Ma certo, ci penserò io. Non ti preoccupare. Grazie, papà. Sono contento che tu stia così bene. Eravamo tutti preoccupati, sai. Suor Sofia ti è stata molto di aiuto, vero? Goditi la vita, il tuo corpo, i tuoi sensi. No, non farlo. Sofiati! No, no, no! No, non andare, Sofia! Non andare! Sofia! Sofia! No! Sofia! Sofia! Ora sei salva, bambina mia. Vieni via, tesoro. I feel like this film had two slight bookends of horror. We had a little possession, a seance, and mm. then a suicide at the end. 
and then porn in the middle. Yeah, that's it. That's the the, the book ends to just it's a horror the rest of the sandwich, film. and that's yeah. okay by me. That's exactly what it is. Seance suicide porn sandwich. Yeah. Club sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so looking for the deeper meaning behind this film. Pointless. I would say <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I would say that the demon is sex and it's about the fear of sex, sexuality, the loss of innocence. Because basically it's about Bimba going through puberty, mm-hmm. so everything goes to shit. Um, everyone in that family is scared of sex except Nice. Mm-hmm. And she's just like fine throughout. Nothing really happens to her. All the others are sort of traumatized. And then the one who, so the the one who is the most scared of sex is the nun. And once she is fisted with the demon, i.e., she has her first orgasm, mm-hmm. she goes and throws herself off after turret. So I'm just seeing sex is mm-hmm. the demon. That will explain why. Because I was wondering why was Nace not, you know, because if she's so into sex, why didn't the demon go to her? But. Because she's not vulnerable. Yeah, it doesn't need to. I just think the demon was like, she saw it and thought she'd met her match. I'm just like, oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm just going to leak you to it, honey. I'm going to go possess this yeah. bitch over here. You do you, and I'll do me. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we'll do each other later. <laughs> yeah, when I get into that hot nun, I'll be back. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think the creature, the demon, is trying to expose the... Um, is trying to expose the hypocrisy yeah, of the whole family. Yeah. yeah. And that's why she doesn't go to Nice because Nice is honest. She's mm. not hypocrite. Mm. Yeah. She is she's unashamed of herself and she likes sex and she has sex and there's she's just an honest person. Whereas actually that family is well, it's it's like she says right at the beginning in the um in the seance yeah. through the medium you, hypocrites pay it perverts and yeah. sluts, sluts. sluts yeah um, but the thing that probably gets her the most is the, is the hip is the fact that they're hypocrites they could be perverts and sluts if they're just being honest well when Bimba lifts her dress up in the most iconic scene mm-hmm. she says she calls them hypocrites then mm. as well so it is all about that really yeah Get over yourselves. Get over yourselves. No, Nela. Questa non è Daniela. State insozzando il nostro rispettabile nome. Schifosi. Pervertiti. Ipocriti. Mignotte. Vi nascondete dietro la vostra rispettabilità. Ma sotto la maschera voi siete marci. Marci e putrefatti. Accidenti. Potere. Qualcuno mi sta toccando. Dove? In mezzo alle gambe. I can't wait to do that at the next party, I guess. Yeah. That's your next fancy dress. I'll just walk around. Family stuff off with my tits out. Oh, can't wait for Halloween. Sorted, sorted. Oh, well, there you go. We've actually, we've actually um, nailed the true depths of Malabimba. Yeah. Just like that gnome did. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Malabimba? You probably haven't. Um, normally, I'd say go and find it, but it's, it is sort of tricky because you have to either buy the DVD, which isn't cheap. There is a version of it on some uh, <laughs> unsavory sites on the internet. So it's on porn sites. It's on it? porn sites. Yeah. It's on porn sites. I found it because I was looking for it the other day. I was. What were you looking for? I was looking for something else. And, uh, <laughs> I found it. I was. Yeah. Nunspitting.com. <laughs> I was on, on nunspitting.com and um, it's on, no, it's on a porn set, but it's got um, Spanish subtitles, which is a bit of a pain in the ass. So you might have trouble finding it, but if you can find it, then I do, I do heartily recommend it because you will laugh 
for like an hour mm-hmm. and a half. You'll, you will laugh, you will cringe, and then you will need to go and have a shower, <laughs> which is all of the markings of a good Euro sleaze yeah. film, as far as I'm concerned. I'm walking to Oswald. But if you have seen it, do you agree with all the things we've said? Do let us know. You can tweet me at Johnny Larkin. At HD99. That's Stephen Moore and Jonathan Butler. Uh, Cthulhu502. How are they going to get hold of Martin Fennerty? I'll be with the hypocrites, perverts and sluts. <laughs> so <Dot> com. <laughs> He's on martinspitting.com. <laughs> hi, hi, Ronan. <laughs> martinswallows.com. Uh, <laughs> and we will be back in a few weeks with our next podcast. Um, thank you for listening and goodbye.